oh my God, are we going to do a fucking Josie and the Pussy, Pussycat stream? Or like, <laughs> you guys are all bards and you travel the countryside fucking solving crimes. Is fucking, is uh, Andrew going to end up playing D&D Jabberjaw? Is that what's happening? <laughs> what is it? Oh, the shark. I'm glad that y'all came in late because I spelled my name wrong earlier. In um, did you did you spell dude? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> T to the double O D. I just got that. I was like, oh, okay, that's clever. And then I was like, oh wait, no, that's. Is everybody ready to start before we get going? Do I have full health HP? Because all we did was just run. So no, yeah. you've got exactly how many hit points you had I'm when we left off. Just asking. That's how it works. Those corpses got exploded, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast whose cast is all well over the legal drinking age, but whose humor still has to sneak in to PG-13 movies. My name is Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and voice of pre-show announcements, at least until the line of Moyle Mossberg branded male enhancement supplements revenue comes in, at which point we can finally afford somebody to do these things. Episode 7, our guys are off into a new arc of their journey and on the road to a new adventure. If you're a new listener, welcome. We certainly appreciate you joining us. Please go back and check out our earlier episodes, which contained the Lumberjack arc. Or if you're the impatient type, we do have a DM explaining that briefly summarizes it as well as adding some cast commentary. If you're a returning listener, once again, thank you. We sincerely appreciate you taking time to add us to your busy podcast listening schedule. New or old, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us directly via email at DM for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com. Or find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but mostly Twitter, at GMDLCast. We'd love it if you could head over to whichever podcast platform currently provides you with your entertainment and click subscribe, give us a review, fill in a few stars, whichever is appropriate. It does help make us more visible to the algorithms which serve up our podcast uh, to other new listeners. And while you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Family member, coworker, stand on a corner and shout out the gospel of Moyle Mossberg or not. Word of mouth is a essential way for a new podcast to grow its audience. And we do sincerely appreciate our listeners who spread the word. Just a couple of points to hit on before we jump into the episode. We had some audio difficulties at the end of this one that actually caused our recording software to kick us out at the very end. So this will be the first episode in a long time where the guys don't pull out the knives at the end of the episode and shamelessly self-promote for the title of MVP. But we're hoping to see this as a happy accident. We may actually try experimenting with some formatting here in the first couple of months of 2021, like cutting episodes down into smaller chunks so we can release more frequently. We also will be launching our Patreon in the next month or so. We'll have more details on that when it comes up. We're just working out the final details of what those reward tiers would look like as a way to thank those of you who can participate and support the show on more than just an emotional and spiritual level. Okay, I think that'll do it. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate, and Baba Tunde. Once again, thanks and enjoy the show. 
Where we left off, you guys had just put down several law enforcement officers who had come in searching for Moyle Mossberg, possibly relating to his enchantment of a store clerk and theft of healing potions. You guys took care of business. Todd almost died and then fled from the waypoint. You don't know how long you've got until these guys regenerate. You are currently headed north along the winding way at a sprint. Eldrin, you've probably got a pretty decent idea of how to get to Taliesin. And I would say, Fate, you're familiar with the city, at least on an academic level. Baba, you're you're not from around here enough that you wouldn't know of it. It's landlocked, so Moyle, you wouldn't have ever have, have gone out there on a, on a supply run. And Todd, you're more of a city boy and haven't ever made it that far west. So you've got a choice here. You can angle west through the woods and start to take a more direct route. Or you can continue along the highway. Uh, so, hmm, hmm. I mean, the highway is going to be the safer path, but it's also probably the one that's going to get us caught up with those guys again at some point. Eldrin, what's the time difference? Don't know. Since we left off, or what do you mean time difference? Time difference between the road and the forest. Say it's about a week's travel on foot if you go straight, and it's probably five days travel if you go via the winding ways. It's the, the winding ways would be a lot of an easier trek because they're paved. Their mystical nature means you know you can go a little bit further each day. They actually help combat exhaustion. You'll be able to get a little bit of mi- extra mileage out every single day. But uh, Eldrin's absolutely right. The road's going to be the first place that the cops look for you guys, so that you you are fairly confident that you will encounter them again if you keep going that way but you would get to town two days sooner yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and suggest that we take the back way the, the more direct route but the the off the roads the scenic route yeah it's it's gonna be a little trickier but uh, definitely less chance that they're gonna catch up with us I know where we're going so okay I'll, I'll go with it I'm going with that in fact Eldrin let's give me a survival check survival right. yeah 16. Okay. So with your 16, you can navigate the guys pretty quickly off the road through the woods to a series of old game trails that you're familiar with from the last time that you passed through this area. So you guys won't be traveling through difficult terrain. You just won't be getting the benefits of a paved mystical highway. Whoever wants to be responsible for trying to cover your tracks, give me a stealth roll. I can give a stealth roll. So the other thing, oh, never mind. I was going to say, I have I have that natural explorer uh, trait, right? Like, But I don't think it works if it's with a group. Uh, so my favorite terrain is forest, and my proficiency is double for proficient skills when I make an or wisdom check related to it. While traveling for an hour or more in your chosen terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't become lost except by magical means. You remain alert to danger even when you are engaged in other activity you can move stealthily at normal pace while alone so that oh, okay oh, while, while alone yeah okay. so it doesn't really help i like how he tried to muffle that while alone. <laughs> I, I yeah <laughs> all right so we're gonna go with andrew why are you rolling an advantage for stealth yeah but why but you shouldn't roll twice oh i didn't it's because the, the lag time it was slow I've so, got a plus seven modified. Yeah, stealth. I would say Todd would be the best one to to, to do the stealth because uh, he's he's pretty stealthy. Seventeen right, so is pretty high. He's already got a seventeen. That is, that's true as well. <laughs> he's he's also already got a nine. <laughs> yes. That's not that's not true. <laughs> 
I will take the first one. Or you guys can let Todd roll and see if his plus seven gives you something higher. But we're only going with one of the rolls. Mm-hmm. Todd. All right. I know you want to roll it. I know you want to roll it. You know, you know, you know I want to roll these dice. I know Todd wants to roll it, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm just voting for Todd because I feel like I want to see him fail miserably. So when he fails miserably, the group fails miserably. But the podcast succeeds. This is true, but it's it's just I enjoy watching Todd fail. Yes. Is this a hate roll? It's more entertaining if Todd fails. Is this a hate roll? We all enjoy Todd failing. <laughs> this, this is a hate roll out here. Oh, oh, okay. Here you go, guys. Bam. Hate roll. Eight. <laughs> Eight. There it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There it is. That's technically a nat one. Yeah, yes, so you a get one. a plus seven of that. So oh, I know it's it's a nat one. That's a hate roll. So he's actively making footprints. Is that right? <laughs> yeah? He is, he is actually doing kids in the hall, Mister Heavyfoot. Oh, that's for not having faith in me, Jamie. Good for you. Good for me. You ruined the whole team. He's like the dude in the woods that makes Bigfoot tracks. Like. <laughs> He's actually attracting people to, out of curiosity. Listen, my strategy, my strategy was that if I hated enough, he no, would do well. No, no, it's how it always works. Todd's behind us in the forest. The 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 party goes marching one by one. Hoorah, hoorah. <laughs> Todd's like, I've got I've got a special tread we can use. You guys, and he gets gets you guys to do the monkey walk. <laughs> and you're literally making three sets of footprints next to each other. <laughs> I'm going to use, even though it's funny as fuck that we made <laughs> Todd hate rolling into a nat one for a self check. Yeah. I'm going to use the 13 because that was the first roll of his roll. <laughs> Not going to give you the 22, mm. uh, but I give you the 13. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going to roll an insight check here in the real world. That sounds like a two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I heard a two also, sir. You're right. You guys will find out if they pick up your trail. All right. We are approaching evening. You guys have been trudging through the forest. Marching order, I'm assuming, is Eldrin out on point and Todd bringing up the rear. What are you guys doing in the middle? Playing hopscotch. (laughs) I'm next to last. Okay. Oh, hold on. I'm not the guy right behind the first guy. Why is this a riddle? (laughs) So this not would be... Would be third in line. (laughs) Problem solving going on here. <laughs> right. Eldrin, Moyle, Fate, Baba, Todd. So what's the order? No, we got it. it would be Eldrin, Moyle, Fate, Baba, Todd. I like it. Okay. All right. So you guys managed to make it uh, through the woods with r- relatively little incident other than arguing about who should be covering up whose tracks and <laughs> not being super impressed with, with Todd's efforts at it. <laughs> You know, he cuts down a couple of branches to drag behind you, but like hacks them off. So it's really clear that somebody cut <laughs> off branches listen, there. Listen, this is what we, it, this would be a lot better if I was in a city. See, this is why. That's what it is. So you can only stealth in in cities? Like what kind of fucking useless shit is that? Listen, I've got the wrong camo on. I'm wearing oh, the wrong camo. Okay. I'm wearing urban dig, digital camo and I should be having the, the, the woodland camo. Yeah, yeah. He blend in with his Timberlands and Bape <laughs> if he was in a more urban environment. Yes. 
<laughs> so right at uh, at about dusk, the game trail opens up into a larger cart track that eventually winds its way around to uh, the main plaza of a small village. You guys can tell right away that it is largely abandoned. There's nobody out in the streets. Uh, normally this time of day, you would see... I'm not sure what just happened. Were you just, did you no. just run yeah. in and out of a battle rap? <laughs> yeah. no. no, like I was, my headset was supposed to mute. My bad. <laughs> no, no sweat. You guys wander into a rap battle in the middle of this whole thing. It's a relatively small village, but you can tell that at one time it was prosperous. It has a small plaza set up where it looks like there at one point had been a farmer's market, judging by some old fruit and vegetable stands and and cart stands that are circled around it. Uh, There's clearly a blacksmith shop, two or three other buildings, which could possibly have been uh, either shops or uh, or residences. Hard to tell from the outside is there, there's no signs and there's no lights on on the inside. Everything has a air of disuse, but not decrepit. Like it's not like nothing's rotting. It's just clearly that that everyone has has picked up and, and moved on, except down at the end of the main thoroughfare, right at the edge of this kind of farmer's market plaza, you can see a dim light in what you would imagine to be a quaint little two-story in white stucco with a tile roof. You can see some smoke coming out of the chimney and the flicker of a little bit of light in coming out from underneath the, the set of double doors that would lead into its entrance. You guys are beat. You know, you guys pretty much went from one major war to another and then had to run off into the woods to go to take off. The, you know, the end, it doesn't look like it's necessarily open, really. It looks like somebody is is living there, but you can tell it's it's still been cared for. Uh, there are there aren't any cobwebs. A number of the, uh, the trees around the outside of it have been trimmed and pruned. There is a, a string of, of small lanterns hanging over uh, another door that clearly have been polished recently. So it I mean, again, it's a it's a quaint looking little place. Do you guys want to try and crack open one of the abandoned buildings? Do you want to check out the inn or do you want to camp out in the forest? Let's go inside. Let's go get a drink. Let's go to the pub. <laughs> uh, I guess we could ask around at the pub to see if there's anything like what, what happened here. And I am all for a good rest. Yeah. I am tired is really the words I'm looking for here. Yeah, I mean, we've been kind of beat after all this walk, and I'm, I'm cool with taking a rest. I, I can use a rest myself. I've, I'm bloody, I'm bloodied, and I need, I, I need to recoup. All right. You guys go up to the double doors that would lead into the, the front door of the inn, and they are latched. Oh, so it's locked. Oh, okay. Let's bang on the door. Oh. You can tell that they're, it's not as fancy enough to have a lock, and it's not even barricaded shut. You know, it's not like they've got a bar behind the door, but you can tell that there's a a kind of like a little rotating latch that's been flipped around to this because when you push on the doors, they have some give to them, but they've been they've been secured against somebody just walking in. But there's light coming from the building. So, yeah, there's there's light door, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) The the next step is to knock on the door. (laughs) Okay. well, I had to give you guys the opportunity to be like, we're just going to kick it the fuck Uh, in. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 if uh, no one answers from. (laughs) I felt pretty good that that was about to happen until about two seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys knock at the door and you hear somebody kind of 
shouting from deeper in the end and then uh, a, a kind of a shuffling walk and then you hear the latch pull back. The door opens and you're faced with possibly the least threatening individual you've ever come across. A older human, thin but not frail, forward-leaning but not necessarily stooped over, dressed in the garb of a common innkeep, although the blue cardigan does stand out a little bit. A shock of silver hair swept back at the top of his head. He smiles widely. There's a slight twinkle as his eye as he greets you and waves you forward into his inn. I mean, his face actually lights up a little bit when he sees you. And he goes, oh, hello, welcome, and steps back and kind of waves you into the inn. All right. Hello, old man. My name is Moyle. What is yours? My name's Roger. (laughs) Strong name, Roger. Strong name. Come on in. I love your sweater, Roger. Thank you. Mr. Roger. I I like your hat. Thank you. This is weird. It's a very lovely hat. Won't you come inside? Absolutely. Uh, Guys, let's go. Roger's, Roger's putting me off a little bit, guys. Can we... Can I take? Yeah, can I take a look in there? Just like a like a stick my head and look to the left or the right and see if there's what's going on in there. Fate feels absolutely just welcomed by this gentleman and takes him up on his offer immediately with no hesitation. And thank you, sir, for the wonderful, pleasant uh, offer to come on in and steps right on inside with no hesitation at all. And he was never heard from again. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What you can see, Fate, as you walk in, do you guys, uh, for those of you that are suspicious, do you want to roll an insight check to see if you can get a vibe off of him? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's so creepy. No, not me. Uh, That man's Seems pure of heart. He might have oh, a photo studio in the back, but I'm not judging. He is so sweet. Mm-hmm. You guys are no, just this. No. See, Todd. Todd, it what's going on? Uh, I rolled a 18. He is legitimately very happy to see you and wants you to come into the inn. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pessimism, gentlemen. Pessimism. Sure. <laughs> Listen, man. You gotta live. Uh, very carefully out here like there's there's shit in the woods so <laughs> yeah but that's bear shit and you don't need to worry yourself about bear shit <laughs> yes because animals ha- don't use bathrooms <laughs> that's either bear shit or pope shit you never know so what you guys see when you when you walk in is a cozy little small village and there is a bar uh, that is immediately opposite the double doors as you walk in and then to the left of it it's a very small establishment there are three tables a very small stage with a with a chair on it where there was more than likely was more likely to have held local storytelling competitions than it would have been to a, a traveling bar that came through there's a, a door kind of around the L corner of the building that you would suspect leads to a kitchen and then a set of stairs going up. Roger ushers you in and, and urges you to sit down at the table and then immediately starts rummaging behind the bar and brings five flagons over and and pours you all a drink of a really golden ambery uh, mead out of a barrel that he taps when you walk in. And, and you can tell this place has been empty for a little bit. It's been very well taken care of. It's been cleaned. It's been dusted. But there are certain signs of of well use for an inn or for an establishment you know you just can't keep it com- completely picked up and immaculate if people are always coming in and out of it all the time and this place looks clean enough that it's clear that this guy wakes up every morning comes down and, and cleans it and then kind of sits there and goes about his business for the rest of the day without without anybody coming in 
He goes, it's such a it's such a beautiful evening. Thank you for joining me at my inn. Would you gentlemen like some dinner? Oh, that would be lovely, Roger. Thank you so much for offering. Uh, sure, Roger. That sounds great. Actually, I'm pretty starving. Excellent. What might the entree options be? Uh, well, you're you're a funny one, there, fella. The fare is fairly simple. I have some rabbits that I trapped earlier in the evening. If I if I make it into a stew, I I, I think I can actually get enough to to serve you guys. It'll have some some wild wild onion in. It with some some potatoes and some other root vegetables. Does anybody have a peanut allergy? I I do I do boil peanuts from time to time. I mean this basically the stew is prepared in a facility that also prepares uh, prepares nuts. Uh, not not I. Should I roll? No. <laughs> roll for peanut allergy. And now you've asked. You have to roll to see if you have some yeah. kind of nut allergy. All right, I'm going to roll a. Should I do ins? Oh, medicine. Let's do medicine. medicine. Yeah. Hey, I rolled a 19. With that 19, Andrew, I'm going to say. No, you are not allergic to to any kind of nuts or stone fruit or shellfish, especially shell shellfish. As you uh, spend time on the the river, fair enough. All right, so yeah, he he dips back into the kitchen, and you can hear him kind of rattling around and taking the the little pump and pumping some water into it, and then putting some water on to boil, and taking what was more than likely going to be just his supper, and and turning it into a larger stew, and he brings it back to you guys in about about fifteen minutes. It takes him a minute to get everything prepared, and he brings out a big tray uh, with a giant, uh, not a giant, but a, a very generous helping of this hair stew that has this melange of vegetables and, and spices in it. And you can just smell right away. It, it smells, smells delicious. Once he gets you guys served, he sits down on the edge of the little stage and just kind of steeples his hands together and puts his chin in his hand and just sits there to watch you eat. So just out of character, about how long did it take for him to prepare this? Was it, say, roughly an hour? A reasonable amount of time to prepare a stew. So, you know, I said 15 minutes because it seemed if I left you guys sitting in the common room for an hour, you'd get up to trouble. <laughs> probably, probably fair. It seems like he'd obviously had probably already cooked the meat, Fade, because he, uh, you know, he talked about having caught it earlier, and he probably had caught two rabbits, roasted them over a fire earlier, and then took those two rabbits, portioned them up, and then and threw them in some boiling water with some with some root vegetables, gotcha. and maybe some pre-prepared stock to create this stew. And it was mainly a way for him to spread those two two rabbits around heavier for you guys. So this is a really well prepared. So do you uh, do you happen to have any wine to pair with this? Oh no! Un- unfortunately, all I have is is the the mead that I that I brew. The vintners left town a while ago, and we just we don't get trade folk through here anymore because now that they've got that that highway off off in the distance. Hmm. Ah, yes, the highway. You know, we come recently from the waypoint out there off the highway. And I must say, ever since I've, ever since I arrived there, I've had a terrible time and haven't had very much sleep. So this seems to be a very pleasant place. And I was just really looking forward to having a pleasant meal, a glass of wine and a good night's rest. But I will make do with this mead, sir. Thank you very much. And I go to work on eating. Roger, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the town? It seems like this is the only place that shows any form of something. What's, what's been going on lately? Oh, yeah, this, you know, this used to be such a, a beautiful neighborhood. And it was, it was just a beautiful today and night to live here. But then they put the highway in and trade began to dry up and it made it harder for, for some people to stay because of because of the, the changes in the economy. That's a that's a fun word to say, economy. But the the real thing that well, we we had a witch problem. Oh and oh, okay. 
there was there was a witch that lived in the woods and she was stealing people's children and eating them but this was this was a decade ago this was a very long time ago then these couple of Medavian kids came through uh, they had such funny accents and they went out into the woods and they uh, they said they they care of the witch and that there wouldn't be a problem anymore. And it, it wasn't a problem anymore. But just a few months ago, children started disappearing again. And it got to be such a problem. Everyone just def- decided it was finally, finally time to go. And a lot of them have 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 moved on. But I'm I'm old enough. I'm just set in my ways. I I had no place to go. So this inn is everything that that I have. My my wife and I built it when we were when we were younger. We lived here together. We we helped build this community. And when she passed away, this inn and the the conversation I got to have with my my townspeople was was really has what has kept me going. And I just I didn't have the energy to pick up and and move on again. But you know, I I do hope that the town could come back if if we could just do something about the witch again which way did the witch go oh jesus <laughs> can can i have another bowl of this, this this stew yeah i'll take another bowl of this stew right now i'm not i'm not into witch talk right now i'm hungry and i'm tired <laughs> listen the man has a problem though and i think we can probably help him i'm hungry and i'm tired now tomorrow maybe sure, after i get food in my belly and sleep maybe oh yeah absolutely we're not gonna <laughs> Start looking around for witches in the middle of the night. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. He's oh he oh I wouldn't I wouldn't want you guys to to go out there and and mess with mess with the witch. I mean you know there there are rumors that she has so much so much stuff inside her house that that she can use to enchant and confound adventurers or, or people who go after her. That you should you should let me get you that stew. You should st- you boys should stay here and have a good rest. And so now eight ears are perked up. Will she have that stuff in the morning after continental breakfast is served? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming the continental breakfast will be served. Todd, it's a douche. Well, I'm just- <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to, to make you some breakfast, uh, but... Roger, don't listen to Todd. Can I get another mead? Todd, oh. Todd, it's not even breakfast. Why don't you worry about it when it's breakfast time? You're eating dinner. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm eating dinner. I would like to take a nap. And then when I wake up after continental breakfast and coffee. Now he's asking for coffee. I'll be more engaged in this witch talk. At this time of night, it's it's too late for witch talk. Witch talk is my off my witch talk hours are between nine and five, and now it is clearly <laughs> seven o'clock. I can't be engaged in any witch talk right now. Todd, so, if if Mister Roger decided to suffocate you with his pillow from his inn while you were napping tonight, I would not I would not stop him with the attitude that you're bringing to this inn. If I die to a ninety year old man, I deserve to go. <laughs> you hear Roger go into the kitchen, and you can hear him portioning out Todd's second helping of stew. And you can tell from the way you hear scraping the bowl that it's the last helping. And this was probably his dinner. But he brings it out and gives it to Todd and doesn't even blink or question it. All right. He goes, here you go, sir. Todd, are you going to eat that? Are you really going to eat that, Todd? Listen, listen. If it, I thought there was more back there because it was two hairs. Uh, s- someone must have eaten too much. I'm guessing it was more. How big do you think a rabbit is, Todd? So I will gladly give this back to you, knowing that oh. the continental breakfast in the morning. 
no, I can't, I can't, I can't take it back now that I've served it to you. That's against health code. And he points to the window and you can see where he's got a little scroll with an A painted on it, where he's gotten an A rating by the health inspector. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Here, you, 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 you look like you've had a rough day. You eat it up. It was rough. It was rough. Oh my God. There was these guys that tried to attack us. We killed them and they came back to life. It was a really rough day. A second bowl of hair stew will do will do me wonders. Thank you. Are you telling random people we killed the cops? I uh, yeah. This is this I, is what I'm saying, man. This is the least chill bounty hunter I've ever met. He's very very prissy. He needs his morning coffee. What what what? He is labbing, what? snitching. What? I don't understand. This is the- again. I've got to stand for. He's got to be the most chill bounty hunter because he just talks to everybody. <laughs> it's obvious that I'm the most chill bounty hunter. Nothing frays me. I'm not high. Hiding in windows, shooting arrows, and killing kids. Right. Yeah. So, so, so let's <laughs> let me rephrase that. Not not the least chill, but like the least worried? useful. I think it's discreet. Worried? The least discreet. The least how did worried? you slip? How did you slip shooting arrows out of windows and killing kids into that <laughs> conversation? Because you just, just slip child murder into this thing. I'm just going by someone's resume that is on our in our party. What they've been known to do. <laughs> known to do. They were they were fire demons. We you didn't know them until after you killed them. <laughs> Can I get another mead, Roger? <laughs> Absolutely, sir. I would be happy to serve you another mead. Roger, how much uh, are you charging for some rooms tonight? I feel like we should probably pay you up front because Todd's gonna just. Uh, well, room room and board is a silver a piece, and that includes that'll include the meal. I I do have to charge five copper for breakfast. I am sorry, Todd. I don't Can't. I don't have a package deal for that. You know what, man? That's fine. That is more than that is more than fine for what you the service that you've provided tonight. Uh, there is there is one other thing, and I am really sorry about this, guys, but um. I only have four rooms upstairs. One, uh, dibs. Is it? dibs, dibs, shotgun. You got to call shotgun. The, key, the terminology is shotgun. Dibs no, don't it's work. not, Todd. You already took the old man's meal. Dibs does not work in this realm. <laughs> I mean, are you the creator of this world, Todd? Uh, I don't believe so. I think yeah. dibs is the way the I'm standard. I'm going to just tell you that I know many different languages. And one of the languages I know is the language of dibs. And it's actually called shotgun in this. That's only true for a car. (laughs) If anything, it would be crossbow or ballista. Ballista. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Crossbow. Crossbow. Ballista? (laughs) (laughs) Say it with your chest. (laughs) So one of you guys will have to, 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 wait, are there four? Uh, How many? Five. Five. Just totally had a stroke for like one of you, one of you guys, uh, two of you guys will have to will have to double up. I mean, I don't really need to sleep. It's not that big a deal. I can meditate. I don't need a bed. I I, I would love a bed. Fate is accustomed to the finer things in life and absolutely needs a bed to himself. I just want to deny Todd a bed. That's all. <laughs> you can try to deny Todd a bed, but I've got these short these daggers that say the short swords that say I get a bed. Oh yeah, well I got a whole bag of hammers. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Fight. Boys, boys, that's not nice. He's going to take Roger's bed now. Watch. He's, this is <laughs> this, Todd. What a douche. Listen, Todd pays well for for his, for his the things he gets, sir. What? Listen, <sighs> Todd will pay double. If you, I'll, I'll pay double for my own bed. How about that? 
Triple. Make it triple, Roger. Tell him triple. Oh, I couldn't do that. Besides, to to charge him an, an extra money would be, that's price gouging. That's against the law. That would hurt my rating on milk. I can't allow that. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, well, why don't why don't we do this, Todd? If you really don't want, I can. Um, I I've got a sleeping bag, and I you know it's a beautiful evening. I can go sleep under the stars and think of my Roger. Please, please don't. I don't know why you really. It's not. This. I, it's not. I don't need a. I don't need a bed at all. I can literally just stay down here and meditate if you don't mind. If that's okay with you, I, oh, I don't need yeah. a room. No, that would be if it, I mean that's your decision. You you guys you guys tell me what what you want to do. I would definitely not want to put you out of your your bed tonight, Roger. It is an end. Todd oh, Todd is being very selfish here. Todd doesn't think he's being selfish. What a terrible he what a terrible tiefling. An end that's supposed to serve food and lodge, and I have only asked. Not had well, any customers. Asked. Oh my god. I have only asked. I put money on the table and go up and sleep. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's that's exactly where I was headed. <laughs> are, are we spending ten? We spending ten minutes trying to figure out who's sleeping where. I don't care. I just want to bed. I just want to bed. Then you do care. I put my money down. I go up to the <laughs> to the rooms. Okay. <laughs> you guys work out the sleeping arrangements, Eldrin. There is a large kind of common area upstairs at the top of the stairs. You could actually chill out there and meditate. Yeah. You know? That's, that's what I will um, do. And you guys can go into your individual rooms and you rest and you relax and you dream. Eldrin and Fate, this is particularly strange for the both of you. As elves, both wood and high elf, don't typically dream. Normally when you meditate, you experience memories of your previous incarnations and flashback through your previous lives. So right from the very beginning, it's it's very jarring. And you are swept up in the dream as you're in it. You are still physically you in these dreams, but you're psychically another person, if that makes sense. So yeah. your self-image is still of yourself, but everything else about it, from the emotional connection to the, the context of what you're seeing, like you're not confused by it. You understand the context for it. It's physically, your your self-image is still consistent with it being you. Fate, you dream. There's a flash, and I emerge from into a swamp nude. Uh, I walk into some mud and feel the cold mud push through the webbing between my talons. What? There's a thick fog. It's difficult to see. I, I, is, that, is that a hum? I hear humming. Stepping towards it, the humming's growing louder. I can feel my heart pumping faster and faster. I clutch my chest. My vial's gone. My heart's beating even faster. I turn around quickly. Now I hear the humming coming towards me. Now all of a sudden the world is spinning. I awake in a cold sweat. Clutch my chest again. The vial's still there. When you wake up, you get kicked out of your trance and your hand is wrapped tightly around the onk. Where a vial should be, yeah. Where the vial would be, yes. And you come out of your meditation. This will be the same thing for Eldrin. You're used to ex experiencing other people's lives when you meditate, but it's always previous versions of yourself. You just experience somebody else's psyche that wasn't your own. And it was a pretty sexy psyche, if I might say so myself. <laughs> Moyle, what do you dream? You call this shit food? Is this the best quality of food coming out of Bernadette's bounty hunting and catering service? 
No, chef. I said quietly, usually stoic and confident. I'm nervous, intimidated by my idol chef, Ramathorn. I know no amount of charm is getting him out of this one. He's on the realm's best cooking shows. Best damn cook in all of Amsoon. I've tasted dragon shit marinated in ogre sweat that's tasted better than this. Is this how you kill your bounties? With putrid feud disguised as gourmet? No, chef. And that was rhetorical, you idiot. At this point, I reach for my two swords, my two short swords to end Chef Ramathorn. And instead, I, while pulling out swords, I pull out a wooden spatula and spoon. At this point, we're, I'm with Chef Ramathorn and the studio audience. And I just noticed for the first time that they're now breaking out in, in laughter. And suddenly, I, I wake up in a cold sweat, realizing it was all a dream. What I don't I don't cook. I don't, who the who the hell was that guy? All right, Eldrin. My sister and I are playing in the woods. She wants to play hide and seek. I reluctantly agree. She runs away, and I sit down and give her a few seconds head start. I stop counting and begin to walk after her, still very disinterested. I become nervous. Cannot. I'm not finding her as quickly as I planned. I look and I look. For hours, day becomes night, and I have to return to my village and tell them. The village looks for her, and finally, I see her at the edge of a cliff. I run to grab her and go right through her and fall off the cliff, and then I awake right before I hit the ground. And you snap out of your trance. Todd, what are you dreaming? I dream I am running through the forest of Dak trying to stay on a trail of a beast that had been terrorizing a nearby village. I quickly follow the trail as it winds through the deep, dark woods. I suddenly realize I have no idea where I am. The trail has simply vanished. I turn around and my own trail is gone as well. I realize that the woods are slowly inching closer to me on all sides, closing me in until I am trapped in entangled of branches, roots, vines, and brambles. I struggle, but I'm unable to break free, and my prison of foliage constricts until I can no longer draw breath. I slowly lose consciousness and then awake. And then last but not least, Bobby, you stand at the front of a large classroom, adjusting the stole, which communicates your doctorate and the school of evocation. You're teaching a, a master class as the head professor of wizardry at Corlon Mages Academy. You finish your speech to a large class that all sit wrapped in amazement of your mastery and knowledge of the arcane arts. As you turn back to the board to review the arcane formula and illustrate an example of the spell that you're presenting, you're sure to put in that extra effort to cause your robes to flap dramatically, if a little unnecessarily. After you finish inscribing the formula on the board, set down the chalk and turn back to bask in the adoration of your students, you're taken aback. The faces of youth have been replaced by those of skeletons and rotting corpses. They slump lifelessly in their chairs. Standing in the middle of the classroom is an older elf, one you know somehow, is named Salome. Salome begins walking towards you, and with every step, all the trinkets and baubles which you've used to illustrate your status at the university begin to tarnish and crumble away. The color of your stole fades, and the ornateness of your robe dulls. As this happened, Salome's pockets begin to fill to the point of bursting, where coins begin to spill out and clang on the classroom floor. Your appearance becomes shabbier and more ragged until you're wearing nothing but rags, feet bound in strips, hands poking through fingerless gloves. You look destitute and as poor as you've ever possibly felt. 
then you begin to wither physically, aging rapidly and becoming more and more feeble until you begin to decay like the bodies that were your students in your class just moments ago. As this happens, Salome seems to grow younger, stronger, and more fearsome looking. He steps forward and smiles an impossibly wide and toothy, sinister grin. And then you wake up. You guys wake up or, or are snapped out of your trance early in the morning. And it's it's odd. You, you definitely experience something that you've never expen- experienced before. Fate and Eldrin, it's... It's familiar. It's very similar to when you go back and experience previous incarnations, but this isn't, this wasn't you. Eldrin, the, the sister that you were rushing to save was a tabaxi. That definitely wasn't your sister. Fate, you don't have webbed toes unless there's something you really haven't told us about. I mean, it's entirely possible there could be something going on there. But And you, you would avoid the swamps like the plague, let alone not go wandering through them. So uh, clearly something was, was different. But the sense of familiarity was just as strong as the sense of dislocation as you roamed through the dreamscape. You guys can smell the delicious smell of warm baked bread wafting up from the first floor of the, of the inn. Uh. Continental breakfast is ready. I know that smell anywhere. <laughs> Croissants. <laughs> Croissants. And beef. So we're not going to talk about uh, anything weird happening, huh? Okay. Listen, where I'm from, you take everything internal and you bottle it all up, right? <laughs> and you just push it back down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you suckers do. Where Where are you from exactly? What? It's in your business. <laughs> Out of character, if uh, if we were to describe our dreams to each other, would we recognize ourselves in those dreams? Yeah, I think they were all distinct enough. Like if we're if Moyle were to talk about having a dream about Chef Ramathorn, Todd would Shit. find it very easy to go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my hero. If Eldrin saw a Tabaxi girl that he identified as his sister, Fate, you can put two and two together, and the next time you see Moyle and see the vial around his neck and know that that was the vial that you were looking for in your dream. And Baba, you haven't been in a whole lot of academic situations, but you very much can tell that would be Fate's home turf. So yeah, you guys can can absolutely not only identify that they came from each other, but even probably identify which party member that they came from. They were distinct enough. The whole time Todd was trying to keep his his love for cul- the culinary arts a secret, and now it's it's come through in a dream. Got your business out all on Front Street. All, all on Front Street. All on Front Street. Todd, I don't know why you're uh, been so rude to uh, Roger. I've not been rude to Roger. <clears throat> it is an inn. I'm sorry. What inns have you gone to where you buy food, you buy a pl- a bed? And that's considered rude. Well, you need to buy some manners, Todd, because you're not Chef Ramathorn. You're Todd the Tea Flame. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Says the guy who stole uh, potions. Oh, y'all don't like me bringing up old stuff? That, that were used on you, Todd. Y'all don't like me bringing up old stuff? <laughs> that were used on you because you keep getting your ass whooped. No potion was used on me. Was it used on me? No, it wasn't. You just brought me back to life. Was it a potion? Ungrateful. <laughs> Baba goes downstairs and asks, asks Roger about the about the witch. 
before we do this, and as much as I hate to fucking incentivize this behavior, I do have to give Todd inspiration for legitimately playing the best neutral evil character that a first-time player has ever fucking played. Like he's got neutral evil down to a motherfucking T. So yeah, well done, Ty. So go ahead and give yourself inspiration for that, bud. That means you've got the ability to roll any roll, any attack or ability check at advantage one time so that you guys don't hoard those. I am going to give them an expiration date. So you've got until you engage in the next proper portion of the arc to use that advantage point or it will expire, Todd. You guys go down to the the first level of N and Roger has set out several loaves of freshly baked bread and a white blue veined cheese that he has sliced next to some fruit that he looks like he went and picked out of a garden out back just freshly this morning. And again, he's very happy to see you guys. He's like, oh, good morning, my borders. Isn't it a beautiful day? It is a beautiful day to have borders. I'm glad you're mine. So, Roger, I have to ask you, what is your last name? Wellington. Wellington. Okay. Oh, the Beef Wellingtons? <laughs> you've you've heard of my uncle, then. We don't particularly like to talk about him very much. Where's the beef? Yes, that was the campaign that propelled him to fame and turned him against our family. It's just, it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> His campaign was a shame? His campaign was the shame, yes, Moyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me, let me get you boys some butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's it's just silly pun punning. But it works, man. It works. It's done with such earnestness. Yes. Yes. Oh, fuck. You guys have a lovely breakfast and uh, d- discover a deep running family grudge between Roger Wellington and his uncle, a Wellington beef, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> What are you guys doing? Taking taking off? You going to talk to him about the witch? So, so Roger, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. could 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 you give us some details about this witch problem you guys had? Uh, well, it's it's this it's the strangest thing. You know, nobody thought anything of her at first. The first time, she was just a, a a lady who lived in a nice little cabin out in the woods, and it just really kept to herself. And you know, we were a very accepting community. You know, and look, we are we're a community on the woods, and everyone is everyone here really cared for their children and took care of them. But I mean, look, kids wander off sometimes and uh, this is uh, this is Dungeons and Dragons. There's shit out in those woods, man. Um, no, occasionally a child would, would go missing. And, you know, eventually people started to put two and two together and got a little bit suspicious. So when these Medavian kids came in and went out into the woods and said they took care of the witch and then children stopped disappearing. But just these last couple of months, kids started to, to disappear again. And so everybody, you know, there was already some economic strain because of the, the the winding way going in that had diverted our trade route to where we weren't getting as much travel anymore. Everybody just left. I really do believe that it, that, you know, because this was such a special community that if, if she were gone again, if I could tell people that they were safe, then it would bring them back and we would have a chance to have a town again. It would be a beautiful neighborhood. That is, that's beautiful, Roger. I, I think a tear just formed in my eye. Like, it, it just, man, maybe right here. I knew I liked him for no reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you guys are, 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 are you talking about going in and checking, checking out her, her cabin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we could, we could take some time to go help you out, Roger. I mean, after all oh. you've done for us. 
Well, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, then the breakfast is on the house, fellas. I, I just I, I am I'm overwhelming with joy. I just I couldn't ever make believe that something like this would ever, ever happen. He pulls out like a placemat, like a parchment placemat and scrawls like a little little map that takes you down a game trail deeper into the forest a little bit to where the witch's cottage is planned to be. And then for no reason, fate cast shield. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was handling my spell prep for from the long rest. Oh, I got jam in my eye. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a flake from the croissant <laughs> fell directly into my cornea. Oh, so buttery, so flaky. <laughs> it sounds just like the fate I know. You just first thing, first on action, gotta hide behind something. Like a bar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Todd, you heard him. What? No, I don't. I don't. I, don't know, I didn't hear what he said. Oh my god! <laughs> didn't hear what he said. Like somebody was testing my gangster. All right, so you guys get over yourselves and pack up and head out into the woods. It's really not that far. The old lady that had lived there was part of the community, so it's about an, an hour's hike along this trail in the woods. And eventually, you find yourselves at the edge of a pathway leading up to a high metal fence, six foot tall ironwork fence surrounding the perimeter of the yard of the of the cottage. There are two large gates which appear to be chained and locked shut and they are watched over by two stone statues that are kind of glaring down the path at you and there is a feel to the forest around you. It's gotten a little bit gloomier as you've, you've gone deeper in than you would expect. The beautiful spring uh, morning has has faded a little bit. It seems like it would be a little bit more from the cover that you're getting from from the depth of the forest. I, at one point, there seems to be a slight low-hanging mist that drifts by from time to time. And you can occasionally hear the crackle and pop of what sounds to be a, an animal moving through the forest. But otherwise, it's it's dead, dead silent as you guys approach the gate. I don't know why I was just expecting this to be made out of candy. Um, I'm kind of disappointed it's not. Uh, so the statues, do, do we notice anything weird about those statues? Can I? Give me a perception check. 19. You look up, they are two squat gargoyle looking statues, humanoid wings. Um, and as you look up at one Eldrin with that 19 on perception, it makes eye contact you at you and winks. Okay. Mm, don't like that. Can we talk to the statues? Can we go around the perimeter and like check this place out from other angles? other sides to see if there's other openings? Yeah, you absolutely can can do a perimeter check. The okay. gate that you guys saw the two statues over does appear to be the only entrance. The fence runs the entire perimeter of a little bit of a, about an acre-sized lot. You can see a small outbuilding of some kind. It could be a, a storage shed or an animal pen, but it, honestly, it's kind of hard to see through. There aren't a ton of vines, but there almost just seems to be a, a haze of some sort. Mm. And it looks fairly run down. It is a older stone and thatch cottage. There is a garden to the, the west of it that's been completely overgrown with weeds. That outbuilding in the back, it looks like there is a shutter hanging down. You can see just as you kind of stand back that there's a hole in the roof. You can see from where you're standing because of the slant of the eave and, and you can see rain has been dripping into it. The trees in the yard look sickly um, and are, are bare of leaf, even though it's it's early spring. It looks looks like just a old rundown abandoned cottage in the woods. 
that looks like it's been weathered by harsher conditions that, than you would expect for this region. Anybody opposed to taking the frontal assault? I like Moyle's idea of talking to the statue, trying to talk to the statue. You ever tried to talk to the bodyguards? It winked at me, man. It, it winked at me. I'm just saying. Have you ever tried to talk to the, the front guy, the guy at the club to get in the club to let you in? Has that ever, has that ever worked? It, it could be one of those answer me these questions three kind of deals. I mean, those are security systems I've seen before. It, it happens. That's fine. I, 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 Todd, let's just Todd, 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 fate, Todd. fate pipes up. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Eldrin, did you just say that the statue winked at you? It, it did. It did. It's it's clearly got some magic in there of some sort. Okay, uh, give me a moment to... Uh, I'm just assuming you guys all trudged around the, the perimeter together, right? You guys yeah. stayed together as a group. Yeah. So uh, give me a moment to try and check out this uh, this statue. I want to see if I can discern anything about it. All right, what are you doing? Can I make, a, a, I guess, like a uh, maybe an arcana check on it? Yeah, you can give it an arcana check. Look it over, see what I can figure out what it's about. Or a charm. Just saying it did wink at you. You could wink back, and it doesn't have to be with your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> That's your move. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I want everybody to hear this. Oh. Sounds like a nat 20 to me. What's funny is one of the die did actually land on a 20, but my roll 20 gave me a 17, so. 17. All right. Tell me how you're inspecting So I have uh, reached into my pack and pulled out one of my uh, many tomes from my days at study at uh, CMA, uh, Coraline's Majors Academy. And I'm uh, going over my books, trying to find what information I can about gargoyles. The gargoyle on the right goes, hey, is that Oglethorpe's volume of mysterious guardian creatures and garden statuary? Why, indeed it is. Is it the abridged version or the original text? This is the original. Yeah. Okay, then then uh, we're actually in there. Page 42. Really? Okay, all right. Guardian Goyles. Okay. Yeah, Guardian Goyles. Right. That's, right. uh, that's what we are. You guys made it to the book? And sure enough, page 42, there are a picture of two, these two stone statue-looking guys. And it tells you that these are, in fact, guardian goyles, magical guardians, which are typically placed by extremely powerful spellcasters to watch over portals. It warns against trying to just beat your way past them, but does encourage you that usually they can be reasoned with and have a love for games. Huh. Huh, Todd. Huh. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. So <laughs> the gargoyle on the left goes, Hey guys, uh, what, uh, what are you, uh, what you doing? Oh, uh, well, not a whole lot. We, uh, we came by to have a conversation with a friend of mine. I think she's here. There's a, there's an old woman who lives here. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you our owner's personal information. I don't, I think it, I think it says in there that we like games, not that we're stupid. My apologies, sir. I did not mean any offense. Uh, well, speaking of games, what type of games do you like to play? I've never had a chance to, um, to parlay with a guardian goyle. Well, I am a huge fan of riddles. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) What did you expect? It just stands there all day. I mean, it's almost like this is a fantasy world prone to that kind of thing, right? I was hoping more for a rock, paper, scissor kind of thing. Oh, no, you're thinking sphinxes. Sphinxes <laughs> are really big into rock, paper, scissors. And don't even get me started with goddamn Lamaya and their Sudoku. <laughs> they go for days with that shit. But that's really not a super interactive thing that we could do. And if like we we're going to have to play rock, paper, scissors, I'd have to climb down. And I'm only coming off this shelf if it's to kill you. <laughs> I just assumed you could oh, only okay. throw rock because... Well, you know. I would much rather you stay on that shelf and not try to kill me. Yeah, no, this is our resting pose. If we like animate, you, we get a lot bigger and a lot gnarlier and a 
lot more violent. That is wonderful information that is not in this book. Let me uh, make a note here. Growth on agitation. All right. So um, now uh, back to the riddle. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. We'll ask each of you a riddle. If if you get the answer and you guys you guys can crowdsource it, you can work together. But the person we ask the riddle has to provide the answer. And when you get it right, we let you through the gate. We are so fucked. And if we get it wrong, we just don't go through the gate. Sounds like um sounds like we would be let through the gate as a group if one of us gets the answer correct, yes? No. Oh, no. You know what? I tell you what, just because I don't want, we don't really want to have a three hour long riddle fest. We'll, I'll, we'll do a three for five deal. We'll ask you three riddles and you, if you get all three right, we'll let you all in. But if you, if you don't get all three right, then none of you are coming in. Wonderful. And we, we get, uh, how many guesses do we get at each riddle? (laughs) This isn't, this isn't multiple choice. (laughs) When you, when you give us your final answer and in the background you hear, then that's it. Is that the law and order SVU? Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, some two out of three got it. Two out of five got it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was, you said gunk gunk, and I was like, well, that's the jail cell closing. <laughs> that, that is SVU. That is the law and order theme. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's it's three riddles to get all five of you in if you do it as a group. If you do it individually, it's one riddle apiece. Let's do it as a group, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like individually we should be just fine. If we if we do it not as a group though, like some of us can go in and the other ones can just fuck off outside right. and just you know. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> if none of us can get in, then we're kind of screwed here. Uh, if we end up having to fight the witch, do you want to do it with half the party? No. I mean, as opposed to not getting to talk to her at all, potentially. I I will tell you as a kind and benevolent DM, you do not want to split the party in this situation. Right. Fair enough. Even even I know that. <laughs> yeah, that is... Never split the party. That is D&D 101. Yeah, yeah never split the party. So, uh... Three out of five. All right. Three, for five. three for five. Yeah, we let's doing do this? We're let's going three go. for five? Okay, all right. As long as the penalty is not we fight you in death. Like, if I get Well, it, no, I mean, if you get the riddles wrong and you want to go in, then, yeah, you're going to have to fight us. And, you know, I mean, we're pretty badass. <laughs> That's what the last guy said. That is what he said. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's see. No. Okay. Did he like pull out a pair of glasses and a book? So you guys all speak common, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Every, everybody can read and write, right? I don't want to. I don't want to ask a, a question that is, you know, you guys won't get the context for. We want this to be fair. I, I don't know if Todd can read. Todd is, reads many languages. Mm, okay. Okay. So all. Okay. Cool. All right. Question number one. Are you guys ready? Yep. Let's do this. All right. How many letters are in the alphabet? I have to say that I think that they're asking us how many letters are in the word alphabet. But then some letters are repeating. But he said the alphabet. The alphabet, correct. I would I would use the whole phrase, the alphabet, and count the letters. And I don't know if he means unique letters or not. So it would be 10 if it's... Well, I'm going to assume he does mean because he said letters. Can you assume that he means unique letters and not characters? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. It's 10. You're comfortable seven. with that math? It should, should be seven. If we're talking unique, right? Yeah. The Are we saying L. unique or are we saying... The alphabet, because the alphabet total is 10. No, I'm saying seven unique letters in the alphabet. I agree. Wait, what? Yeah. In, oh, we just talking about in alphabet or the alphabet? The alphabet, the phrase, the alphabet. 
How many letters are in the alphabet? Seven? Are we going with seven? Uh, he says how many letters. And really, really quick, before you guys answer, it seems like you guys have been in a similar situation like this before, where you guys have have had to come up with come up with a, the answer to a riddle. And you guys strike me as the type that might overthink things <laughs> a little bit. So maybe, maybe take a step back before you give me your answer. <laughs> okay. And, and realize I'm the first one's a real fucking softball. <laughs> so I'm not. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> so, so we're going to go for 26 guys? Or are we going? I'm going 10. Let's go 10. I, I say it's 10 then if it's not if we're gonna we're overthinking oh, you just said it's a softball question you just you just <sighs> which means, um, which means pretty straightforward but the, hold on wait 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 why are we getting 10 because there's 11 letters in the alphabet is there, oh you, Jesus yeah. Christ no there aren't oh, <laughs> oh yes sir oh no thank you Jesus Christ thank you yes <laughs> <laughs> I concede I just assumed Moyle did the math. Did I did it in my head, and then I wrote it out. And then I'm like... Oh. <laughs> okay, so are we doing 7 or 11? It's okay. not... Oh, it's we're doing 11. 11. 11. Wait, wait. What is it? We're talking about... What's the common alphabet versus? Is it the same as our alphabet? It's it's the same as I our alphabet. Know, okay, I, I think twenty six. Oh. We should just go for letters in the alphabet. It's a softball question. <laughs> you have to think. You you still have to swing. There's still okay. some skill. Okay. Like it's not like I didn't. It's not like a, then the alphabet. Uh, let's Jesus, go. Okay. okay. Oh, you guys. I got you guys. It's eleven. I got it. Oh my God. I mean, I, you know, I really shouldn't give you that one because I pretty much yelled the answer at you, but I, the whole thing is I like playing these uh, games. And if you guys were just going to totally shit the bed on the first question. <laughs> we get, we get two wrong though, right? We can get two wrong. Like, no, you have to get three right. But out of five though. Three right, out of five. No, the deal with three, like th- I'm going to ask you three riddles oh, total. Three, four, oh, five, you three, three riddles for yeah, five no, of us. I see. Oh, okay. I, I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. My bad. Also, okay. Uh, okay. All right. So look, I'm going to give you that one because we, we got it though. So it's, you know, we, we're already one. We, we, two more. Well, I could see you going the right direction, but then I could also see that the guy with the fins <laughs> had uh, totally misfucking counted. <laughs> so I, I'll be honest. I felt a little sorry for you. All right. Are you guys ready for the next one? Oh the difficulty ramps up significantly. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. I I am always ready for it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's pay very close attention. I'm going to read this. I'm going to say this two or I'm not reading. I don't have a cue card. This is this is just me coming up with this off the shit off the top of my head. As I was going to Tally Essen, I met a man with seven <laughs> wives. Each wife had seven sacks. Each sack had seven cats. Each cat had seven kits. Kits cats, sacks, and wives, how many were going to Taliesin? Oh, God, it's a fucking math problem. Wait, okay, can you, no, could you repeat it? You said- it's not a math problem, guys. It's not a math problem. As I was going to Taliesin. He's going to Taliesin. Uh, it's just one. No, right? it's not. He still has seven wives. Guy. Women count, dude. All right. 
Listen, he didn't see any of the women. He was going to Taliesin. He's going to Taliesin. He met a guy who had seven wives. None of those guys are going to Taliesin. Can you let him finish? Can you repeat it? <laughs> okay. Okay. As I was going to Taliesin, One. I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven sacks. Each sack had seven cats. Each cat had seven kits. Kits, cats, sacks, and wives. How many were going to Taliesin? He, the guy is going to Taliesin. On his way to Taliesin, he met this guy. We don't know where this guy is going. He could be coming from or going to. The rest of yeah. those people have no bearing on it. It's one or two. One. You think it's one? It's either one or nine. It's definitely not nine. <laughs> it's definitely not nine. It's not nine. I think, I, I think we should go with one. It's either one or really big number that I haven't finished putting together. Wait, yet. why could it not be nine? If you met a man with seven wives, then that's nine people. Yes. Unless we're not counting the women, then it's just two. Yeah. No, 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 no. But then no. you have to count the cats and the kids. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, guys. I'm with you, Arlen. I, I think. <laughs> he, said, he said he's he going said to, to, to the place. And he said this man has seven wives. Didn't say they were with him. Didn't say they were even going to the same place. He just said he met a guy and that guy had some people. Yep. The only one going to, where's the place we're going Tally to? Taliesin. Taliesin is the man. It's him. Himself. I, on my way, uh-huh. he's the only one there going. So, one. One. Finally. I am so proud of you guys right now. You worked that shit out. All right. <laughs> well, good job. Good job, fellas. All right. Are you ready for your final question? This is the one. This is the one. That gets you through the door or starts a combat encounter. Either or. <laughs> All right. So are, what are you are you ready? Ready. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those two were kind of stumpers. All right. So two carts leave two different cities heading towards each other at different speeds. God damn it. Cart A is traveling 70 miles per hour. And it leaves Westford heading towards Eastford, which is 260 miles away. At the same time, cart B, traveling 60 miles per hour, leaves Eastford heading towards Westford. I'll take either answer. When do the trains meet or how far from each city do they meet? Wait, there were no trains. There were only carts. I'm, I'm sorry, carts. <laughs> I'm sorry, the carts. You got you win this round, Moyle. <laughs> That's three. <laughs> He, he did win that, bro. All right, fine. I'm going to read it again then, and we'll just edit that shit out, Moyle. All right. <laughs> well, good, because uh, I wasn't paying the best attention. Yeah, I was going to need to read again anyway, because there was a lot of things going on, and I needed to hear it. There's no way it's it's an actual math problem here. There's no way. It's a riddle, not a math problem. It is the so. fucking two trains math problem. God damn it. <laughs> in fact, this is it. All right, so. Two carts, two carts leave two different cities heading towards each other at different speeds. Cart A, traveling 70 miles per hour, leaves Westford heading towards Eastford, which is 260 miles away. At the same time, cart B, which is traveling 60 miles per hour. Wait, how far away is cart A? 260. 260. 260. The, the distance between mm-hmm. the two cities is 260 miles. And they're both traveling at 60 miles an hour. No, 170, 160. Cart A is 70 miles per hour. Cart B is 60 miles per hour. 
you can either tell me when the trains meet or how far from each city do they meet. Okay, so cart so cart A moves from westward, uh, from eastward. Correct. Moving at 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Leaving Westford, headed towards Eastford at 70 miles per hour. Okay. Two hours. Cart B. It's two hours. Yes, it is. They're, they're, they're closing the gap at 130 miles an hour. Yes, they definitely are. Walk me through how you solve the problem. I don't want, I don't want a Google answer. <laughs> well, one's oh, going at 70, 70 the other one's going one at 60. So every, every hour they're getting 130 miles closer. Correct. Yeah. And... 260 divided by two. Yes. I, I can't believe you guys had more trouble <laughs> with how many letters are in the alphabet. And <laughs> 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 what is the notoriously worst word problem in the history of the multiverse. But that's fucking right. It's 260 miles. Good job, fellas. Wow. Oh, man. Oof. Moyle almost dropped the ball on that one for not being able to count. That's right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Always check Moyle's math. We've learned. (laughs) Baba, I see you're a learned man also. Thank you. All right. Uh, Okay. I I appreciate the the amusement, guys. It's been been a bit since we've seen anybody. And he snaps his fingers and the gates swing open. And Eldrin, you immediately can sense a portal, a thinning. Your experience with the pentahedron triggered your latent abilities, which is how you fired that force arrow. And and part of those latent abilities is you've gotten even more connected to the, the spiritual realms and you can feel that this is more than just a a gateway through a fence this is a thinning between the forest and the fey forest at the border of dak awesome uh so yeah if we walk through this gate we we are going to be traveling through dimensions is that is that basically you guys give me some arcana checks all right well i can't or you know i will take history as well that's not going to do me any better. Let's see. Who's doing it? Everyone's doing one? Oh, yeah, everybody can do a shit. Go for it. Oh, look at you. Moyo gets a 19. Fucking God. How does Todd crit on... Nice. History. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? What the uh, absolute uh, fuck? Uh, <laughs> Bob. Bob, you're not from around here. You wouldn't know anything about that. You know, my uh, my teacher was a witch. And your education in the cult of Ralashaz gives you some kind But I'm more amazed by... So going through the Arcana rolls, <laughs> it was our wizard with a 17, right? 18, 18. 18, okay. Are, were you rolling at advantage? Do you have advantage no, I, on this I rolled for some a 17 earlier when I made the other Arcana Oh, this is the second Arcana check. Okay, with an 18. Uh, our Planeswalker Ranger, whose subclass is literally the ability to deal with this shit, who grew up in the area and has been patrolling for fey creatures his entire mm-hmm. life, got a 17. Our Cleric of Madness, who it deals with extra-dimensional craziness and does a yep. shit ton of drugs, got a 19. Todd, from the city, the fucking urban <laughs> bounty hunter, somehow is critical again and I am really starting to suspect that while Harlan may not know where the fucking network panel is in his house he knows where the fucking code is in roll 20 to, to jack with some shit because there is a what is that like your 15th crit I don't anyway um, I work with Harlan he don't code that good <laughs> alright so you guys know that the fey there are certain dimensions like the fey and the shadow fell and to a certain extent the ethereal plane that are almost 
like a mirror dimension, a layer dimension. They reflect the prime material plane. So if you think of the prime material plane as like a pillar and it being hit by two different light sources from opposite directions, the shadows that it casts in two separate directions would be the Fae and Shadowfell. So you will geographically be in the same place. You just will be in a much more magical mirror version of it. It's like the Dark World in Zelda. <laughs> yes, very much I was, so. I was going to say the upside down. Uh, we going in, right, guys? I don't. I don't... Yeah, we we gotta. Let's get this. Let's get this witch. <laughs> All right, you guys step through and step through from a crumbling old flagstone onto a meticulously maintained path that cascades in front of you, winding around to the front door of this just beautiful cottage. Immaculate cotton candy thatch, gumdrop walking stones line the path. There are a number of bushes out in the front that look lush and appear to have some kind of gleaming hard candy growing off of them. The walls of the cottage look like a, well, fuck it. They look like a thick, delicious, well-iced gingerbread. What do you think, Todd? (laughs) Is it up to your quality? (laughs) Listen, I'm full from the delicious content of the breakfast. Now, had I not had that content of the breakfast, then we'd be on to something, but I'm full. Off to your right, you can see a circle of mushrooms that have popped up out of a well-groomed lawn. The large enchanted fey trees that grow out of the lawn seem to have a wide variety of candied fruits from caramel apples to, to chocolate-dripped strawberries, like, like every kind of candied fruit you can imagine. Off to the side, you can see a small garden with just crammed rows of blooming and blossoming and vegetables bearing fruit. Um, in the back, you you can see a very sturdy looking shed and then you have a, a front door sitting squarely in front of you that looks like a solid oak door, iron banded with a little peephole looking out of it and a gold doorknob with delicate scroll work wrapping around the plate. Wow, this, I could get used to living here. Does the scroll work say anything? Like, is it? No, no, it's it's just, it's just like a, like a filigree. It's Okay, just, I yeah. gotcha. So we just keep walking until we come find this this witch we're looking for, right? Um, so you want to check the shed? <laughs> what is this shed here? Did you say there's a shed in the back? Yeah, there's the there's the shed out back. It looked dilapidated and almost like it was caving in on itself when you guys were looking from outside the fence. But yeah, it looks like a very sturdy. And you know, now that you can see it in its better condition to the northeast of the building, it definitely looks like a, an animal pen. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm staying away from the animal pen, guys. Yeah, that, that seems like a bad idea. Mm, I don't know, guys. Are there any windows? People treat animals better than they treat people. I think we should go in there. There are three sets of windows across the front of the building, Harlan, but they are, or I'm sorry, Todd, but uh, they have like a stained glass in them that prevents us from looking in. That prevents you from seeing through and appears to be actually made of some kind of, of hard candy. I was just going to ask that. So, Faith, is going to lick his finger, run it across one of the windows, and then lick his finger again to see if he tastes any uh, flavoring to the glass. Fate, give me a constitution saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to food, we should not trust Fate. Doesn't he have an addiction to ducky sauce? Mm, That ain't going to get it. That ain't going to get the job done, sir. No, but Fate, you do feel an affliction come over you, and you definitely need to keep sugar coming in to your system, (laughs) or it's possible that you could pass Uh, out. Okay. Um, Well, 
for all intents and purposes, you have diabetes until. Yep, yep. that's where that's where I was afraid this was going. Until you guys take some kind of some kind of insulin, some kind of means to restore you back to normal. D and D insulin, cast insulin shot. Man, if only somebody could maybe like cure a disease of some sort, that would be nice. I can only cure wounds, and that, my friend, is a little bit more than that. Oh yeah, that's a third level spell. No, I'm only a level two. Well, you don't actually get third level spells until level five because they still make that shit confusing. But all right, that's helpful. Oh wait, he's a cleric, not a paladin. I we were attacked by paladins. Yeah, I, you got the beaties. <laughs> you got the sugar. <laughs> you got the beaties. Diabetes. My name is Fate, and I've got diabetes. Fate, you can um, harvest, well, either some of the, I mean, you got a lot of choices now. You've got the marshmallow hedges out in front of it. You've got the candied fruit hanging from the trees. You could go dig around in the garden to see what you could pull up from there. There's those mushrooms. I'm going to go get those mushrooms. Uh, I did you really lick some random stuff? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> he just you licked a window so sweet that he gave you diabetes. The snozberry tastes like snozberries. What school did you go to again, Mister? Did you just random lick stuff? Is that what we that what they taught you at CMA? The snozberry tastes like snozberry. Listen, my I am I am natural as a. Listen, as a as a man of science and study, I am naturally curious about things in general. So do you just lick random stuff? I lick my means? finger. Did you just say that science allowed means you just lick random stuff? Is that what you just said? Have you have you never met a geologist? What does a geologist lick rocks or something? They lick rocks all the time. All the time. Is that what you just said? They just lick everything? You're making that up. No, honest to God, he's not. Having taken geology classes, yeah, there's some rock tasting involved. I do remember that. Yes. You don't taste a rock, you don't know what it is. Yes, they do. No, after after you walk through a dimensional portal, I lick the witch's window. It's generally not the first step. <laughs> Most fucking adventurers would take, but it's the one that y'all took, and I am so happy about it. But to be fair, to be fair, I didn't lick the window. I licked my finger. Oh, oh my God. You was tasting the window. Were you not trying to taste it? I mean, it looks edible. It looks like candy. All right. It looks just like candy. Listen, man, you told me it looked like food. I tasted the food. Sorry. Got a little curious. Yes, there is more food that you're going to need to get some yeah, of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take some of the candied fruit because it looks the safest available. Okay. So there are, I will say there are candy apples, candy strawberries. I, I thought I saw like some sugar dates and strawberries. So I'm a, like, yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, there are sugar dates. Yeah. I'm going to take the sugar dates and maybe a few of the chocolate strawberries. I'm going I'm to leave the candied apples alone. They look a little too much like the window and that window didn't make me feel very well. So we're going to say when we go into combat, you'll need to pop one. I'll just tell you when you need to eat one and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll play through what happens. Uh, anyone else? Oppose. There are no windows. There is no back door. Anyone opposed to just the old frontal assault again? Old knock on the door. I mean, there's windows. Well, hold it's on. a break. We're, <laughs> we're not. We're not there yet. Because Moyle said he was going to get those mushrooms. Uh-huh. Moyle, is that what you're <laughs> you're still planning on doing? That's yes. Thank you. I am still planning. Thank you. Oh, so the heel is going to be incapacitated again. Is that what you hear? <laughs> I'm a voodoo cleric. That makes me more capacitated. Are we going to talk to the witch? Not less, not incapacitated, pro-capacitated. I'm, I'd be a freaking <laughs> capacitor. <laughs> hey, 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 Todd. Yeah? When was the healer incapacitated? What? What? Oh, shit. When was the healer incapacitated? 
Yeah, what happened? What? <laughs> He's never been incapacitated before. What are you talking about? You said you said he was incapacitated. When was he incapacitated? Before. But how? Why? Yeah, how would you know that, Todd? I don't I don't remember this. When was that a thing? Listen, there's there's clearly a witch in this door that we have to take care of. Todd, don't change the subject. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't see anything coming at us right now. Well, let's 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 figure out what happened here. Why are we asking questions? Uh, I feel like I, I agree. There, I agree. There's a witch. Let's let's go talk to the witch. We'll figure that. We'll figure that out later. Hold on. Let me get my mushrooms. Okay. Table this conversation. Mm. I'm gonna mm. put a pin in that. We need a, need a date. <laughs> so I go over to cut the the mushrooms, and when I cut them off the stalk, I notice that under the cap is the ribbing, and it it starts turning various hues of blue. It starts like shimmering like a uh, like a fish in the sun, and uh, I take as many mushrooms into my bag of hammers as I can. Well, I hate to tell you this. I was going to let you roll that through because I had to take a second to look up what's going to happen here because while I certainly didn't predict I predict I licked the witch's window, I also figured everybody who's even remotely familiar with the fey and circles of mushrooms will know not to go anywhere near that fucking thing. So you walking over and slicing the first mushroom triggers a, a sequence of events. So you go in. God damn it. <laughs> I'm scared. I just want my mushrooms, man. I'm going to go ahead and pop a sugar date because I just feel like it's going to make me feel a little bit better. <laughs> all right, hang on. Let me look up the effect of that. Oh, Jesus. They're not all bad. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> why, do, why does he end up eating throughout all of our battles? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird theme that's popping up. Who, me or? <laughs> no, Faith. Oh, Faith was. He ate the sauce last time. He was he was on the sauce <laughs> during our last battle. Fate, roll one d four for me. Oh no, two. Okay, you uh, get two temporary HP. Yeah. Why did you get two HP? Because he ate the date. Oh. It was a good candy, I guess. He could have eaten something bad and it would have been bad. So you going to let us know about these dates so I can just go pick some dates? No? Is that not a thing? You're not diabetic, Todd. I mean, do you want to potentially get uh, diabetes? I don't know if everything gives you diabetes. 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 I actually have diabetes. I'm Wilford Brumley if you have diabetes. So when you cut that first mushroom oil, you hear a little... And it's clear that you have cut through a little mushroom dude and ended him. And the other ones that pop up at that moment, and you can hear them go, murderer, murderer, and run away. The the mushrooms run away? Yes. Well, I'm going to still eat this guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why? I would advise against that. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, Um... do I know anything about if what that might do? Like, Moyle, Moyle, don't do that. Moyle, please don't do that. Listen, I just, I just got incredibly sick. Let's, let's ask for all the shots. I'm sorry, that shit has sailed, Moyle. Oh, Jesus, give oh, no. me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, no, a nine is not going to do it, my friend. Now you get to roll on another table. Oh. I'm going to ask for all the shots. All right, go ahead and give me a D100 roll, an 85 
All right, guys, you see Moyle walk over, slice up this mushroom, basically bisect a little friendly mushroom dude at the waist. His friends jump up and run away. Moyle pops it into his mouth and just freezes. And Moyle, you are stunned and catatonic for uh, a certain amount of time, which I will not reveal until it is up. So right now, I oh, like no. to think that I'm in a full blown psychedelic. Oh trip. yeah, you're tripping. You are. You are fucking beyond the looking glass. Like <laughs> your arms and legs fall off, and the gates of heaven open, and there your deity welcomes you in. I am talking to Rollishaws, and we we are just having a good old conversation. You are full on through the goddamn tunnel of light at the end of 2001 space baby fucking fetusing right now nice you guys just hear a little come out of his mouth yeah so there we go that that one's done okay (sighs) all right oh my god so we have no healer again we've got a window liquor and a drug addict murdering drug addict Okay, right. well, Todd, I guess I guess we should probably go inside. <laughs> and you know what? Whatever. We're all we're all doing stupid stuff. I'm not even I was knocking peacefully before, but now I'm kicking in. Oh door. no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Effectively, I'm upset with my own teammates. <laughs> Pissed me off. We're gonna die now. on a side my, quest. My patience <laughs> is down to zero. It's time to kick in this door. Are you gonna wave the four four? Oh, you beat me to it. No, by 4 4, I mean the 44 croissants that you stuffed into your pockets. Ooh. Boom, boom. I thought you were referring to his height. Whoa. Oh, no, listen. We've already established my height. Come on now. We, we did. That, that Was is it the thing. strong 5'8? It's a strong 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, oh, Tiefling, that's pretty tall. But Tiefling, that is clearly tall. 95th percentile. 95th percentile. Todd. Ta- how do you know you're a rogue, right? Like, you know you can stealth and do stuff like that. Uh, listen, stealth is out of the question right now. This is ridiculous. To his credit, he did take Swashbuckler as his class, which is all That's about true. dumb <laughs> shit like this, which is exactly why I fucking sent him that subclass. When I'm like, look, I know there's yeah. other ones you could read, but there's no point in even wasting either one of our time. Well, Todd, fucking go for it, Todd. Kick the door Give in. Give me an athletics check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just imagined him kicking the door and falling on his back. Uh, <laughs> Critical trip. So what What? What did you get, Todd? Uh, Todd rolled an uh, eight. Okay. So you rear your leg back. You seem... It is a candy door. It's a candy door. <laughs> it's something that looks like a candy door. One might even say it's something that's mimicking a candy door. Oh, no. So in that attempt to kick down the door is now actually going to become an opposed strength check as the mimic reaches out a pseudopod and doesn't manage to grab you with a five. So you're able to pull your leg back as it grasps and a face forms on the door and goes, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Should I have, should I have knocked? Was that, was that, was that a better course of action? Look, I know we're in the fade, but I'm pretty fucking sure. Yeah. Common courtesy isn't something that they just have on your dimension. I'm sorry. You've got poisonous windows and deadly mushrooms. So I did not think the norm was, 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 was what to expect. All right. Well, first of all, why are you licking our windows? 
I said the exact same thing. I said the exact same thing. I'm, I am pretty sure if you try and ate any window, it wouldn't work out very fucking well. But, you know, yes. Yeah. A window on a house in the Feywild, which is known for being the place where you generally shouldn't just eat anything you see laying around. Number two, those mushroom dudes are some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Yeah, well, I have some bad news about that. Uh, there's one less of them. <laughs> oh, no, I heard his screams. It took every ounce of professionalism I have not to cry out in anguish. That was Kipper Steve. Did you know that Kipper Steve worked down at the local homeless shelter and, and actually helped Faye get back on their feet after uh, long-term addictions to pixie dust? Like, you guys have taken down a legit pillar of our community. I, listen. That's some fucked up shit. I apologize. I apologize for that. But to me, you guys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just that guy over there, the frozen guy. That's him. Look at the size of his pupils. They're like dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> the lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> I apologize for trying to kick in the door. That's kind of how I rolled. That's kind of my thing. You guys came in on the three for five special. You're affiliated with each other. God damn it. Don't tell me that. I, like, you know, I can see what the hell goes on outside that gate. We're past that now. Uh, I apologize for trying to kick in the door. That's kind of my thing. It's what I do. So you're so you're you're saying you're a dick. Yeah, that's very true. We prefer calling him a douche, but you don't say anything, frozen guy. <laughs> That's so hard not to. (laughs) I have, in some languages, I have been called that. (laughs) Moyle, give me another constitution check. I'm going to say enough time has gone by. Oh, man. I I was like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, you want me to run, roll out of 100? No, that's that's good. You guys see Moyle projectile vomit (laughs) for like a good 45 (laughs) seconds. And then come back out of it. He's good. But yeah, Moyle, you, you, you're not feeling the best after that. <laughs> and the door goes, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? You, uh, hold, hold on. you are monsters. <laughs> What's your... Uh, uh. Is there a witch behind this door? Fate kind of saunters over, trying to avoid the vomit as best as possible, and puts like a hand on his back, starts rubbing his back. <sighs> You're a good man. Get it on up, man. I got you. I'm with you. All right. Rolla shots will be happy. You're an enabler. You're an enabler over there. Okay, 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 okay. The mimic is is. Uh, do you have a name, by the way, Door? It's Moyle. Door. Can I call you Door? That's a that's a little on the nose. <laughs> You know, what? what's your name? I am Eldrin Cineros. Yeah, I mean, we're traveling here to to, to try to find this witch that kind of like ruined this this town. Okay. Do you happen to know where she might be? Is she in there? Okay, does anyone have some water? Whoa, let's, whoa, with the, whoa, with the name calling there, man. Hold on. I mean, that is some high level misogynistic patriarchy bullshit. My name is Jennifer and you are not coming in and calling. Oh, you're the witch? No, I'm I'm a I'm a door, what? dude. I'm a mimic. I'm a door. This is my thing. I'm so confused. What? Did you got a problem with my voice? You you're now going to gender me based off of the sound of my voice because I'm <laughs> like y'all have got some issues. The door's name's Jennifer. The door's Jennifer. Jennifer, do you have some water? Yeah, you know, there's a little pond out back. Why don't you go ahead and drink some of that water? I wouldn't do that. Do not do that. Do not. Do not drink the water. 
All right, Jen- Jennifer. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm sorry. I sorry. I didn't mean to. Didn't mean to insinuate that you were a dude. Uh, uh, I apologize. But but seriously, like, there's a witch that we're looking for. Do you, Do you know where she might be? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a woman that lives in this house. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. So is she in there now? Yes. Is there any way you could let us in to see her? Well, hold on one second. And you see the face kind of slide back into the door and it's kind of slide through the other side and you can hear her go. Yeah. Look, there's these five assholes out on the front line <laughs> that they want to talk to you about something. Yeah. No, they, uh, they ate one of the mushroom people. Yeah. Kipper Steve, can you fucking believe it? I know. I know. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get it figured out. <laughs> also, one of them licked one of your windows, one of the new ones. Yeah, no, he's, he's yeah, he doesn't look good. He's been eating figs ever since. Tom to what? Off? Yeah, okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> and the face molds back around and goes, yeah, no, you're not coming in. Okay, well, if that's how it's going to be, Todd, uh, I think you should, you should probably kick the door again. Kick the door again. Okay, um, well, you know I'm always good for a good door kicking. I just, don't, I just don't want to do it myself. I feel like you probably got a better kick than I do. So you know, you know, if, uh, these for whatever reason, I'm not very good with athletic checks, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I've passed one. Okay, <laughs> then let's go ahead and roll initiative at this point, fellas, because you're going into combat. If you're let's get, could I intimidate the hell out that door? You could have done a lot of things before you ratcheted it up to kick it in the face. Listen, I, kicking it, you went right to kicking it. Oh man, fate! You should have seen Rajshah's. He was beautiful, man. Oh, what a <laughs> god! I can give myself a bonus to initiative rolls. Moyle, do you describe what Rajshah's looked like to fate? Man, he was like, yeah, he was like Jerry Garcia, man. But like, if Cthulhu was Jerry Garcia, oh god! <laughs> so fate, mm-hmm. when he says he looked like a Cthulhu Jerry Garcia, the famous bar Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Undead that you're familiar with, right? Otherwise, this fucking doesn't make any sense, right? And Cthulhu, everybody knows who Cthulhu is. That guy tries to rise up from the depths every other fucking weekend, right? You flash back to the dream that you had. Makes sense. And in the distance, kind of standing in the corner, kind of watching you trudge through the swamp, you remember seeing a figure that looked like that, watching you in this dream and looking really super confused as to why you were in that dream. Got you. Hey, uh, Moyle, let me ask you a question. Was, uh, was Cthulhu Garcia, was he humming a bunch? Yeah, he was humming and he was strumming. Mm, interesting. Do I like what what can I piece together from the humming Cthulhu Garcia from my dream to his interpretation of what he just saw while being literally high enough to high five God? <laughs> what you would intuit is that that the God appeared to be peeking in on his subconscious and saw somebody else hanging out in his dreamscape, which is weird in and of itself, but is also weird that a God would be peeking in on somebody's subconscious. Yeah. Um, well, you're an interesting fellow. I need to have a further conversation with you later. For now, would you like a sugar date? Might make you feel better. A sugar what? Sugar date. Oh, man. I just need some, I just need some fresh water. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> uh, we don't have any fresh water right now, but we do have this. I'd suggest you give it a try. You look terrible, man. Take the damn date. Take the date, Moyle. You look like you got the beatus. You're looking like Wilford Brimley right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on to it. I, I throw it back. I throw it and the rest of my fruit back in my pack. As we were saying, the door. Oh, now we're fighting a door. Man, what happened to all those other mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I got to make a note about those guys later too. Mushroom people, loyal. Those mushrooms will remember that later. We'll be fighting future mushroom people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>